Well, it's looking like a Chris Olave game early. Three catches for 36 yards. Sorry, Scott. You put him on your bench in fantasy. Such I just life. I did Such tell Scott, life. though, that I did think he was going to have a big night. But he's got a good lineup. Man. Scott has a million wide receivers. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got Fingers an all crossed. right lineup. He should be all right. Is it to go to the championship, too? It is. Big week. It's I got eliminated week. last week by my mom and my family. By league. your mom? <laughs> yeah, and in my buddy's league, I just didn't even make the I playoffs. I brought you this into year. this league, and I will bring <laughs> that's you her, out. That's her line right there, too. She beat me by one point. That's I don't so want to talk annoying. about it. Yeah. Who, did you make any uh, lineup mistakes? No, no. She just had she had Kyron, and it was nonsense. Like your, my cousin, your mom has a lot of time to be scouring the waiver wire if she, she has Kyron well, Williams. She does. She does. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because every week she's always like, set your lineup. And I'm like, Mom, it's Wednesday. Don't worry. I'll get to it. And you don't. And then this week, she did not tell me to set my lineup. And like three minutes before kick, I was like, oh, no, I got to set my lineup. Yeah, she beat me fair and square. <laughs> Kicked my ass. Well, beat me by a point, but my mom so man that's gonna make uh, it's gonna make christmas really awkward yeah unless tutu atwell gets in the end zone here and i come home with gifts for the the entire city of joliet there you go for everybody i can't believe you put a hundred dollars down twice i didn't mean to you know you left out the one part that it wasn't supposed to be a hundred you added an extra zero by mistake yeah i just wanted to bet like 10 bucks on the first touchdown (laughs) i don't even really like these bets but i I accidentally added a zero and then it was in q and then when I went to take it out, it just added twice for whatever reason. It's like Kevin Hart when he's... I mean, I see, call the way customer my bank account support, works. we got to show to you, here, you know? <laughs> I don't exactly have time. Rob Brown jumps on with us, the fan upstate. Bet for the cycle, bet QL as well. Uh, he's on the phone, though, because he's a dope and forgot headphones. So I just want to let you know this is the oh. last time you'll ever be on the show with us. No, I'm just kidding, buddy. It's It happens, I think. Have you ever accidentally bet something that you didn't mean to bet? You know, I didn't lose to my mom in fantasy football, so I feel like I'm okay. <laughs> What you like? had Kyron Williams, Rob. <laughs> That's true. I, I, listen, you can call it however you want. At the end of the day, the story still has to be. You know, <laughs> it's okay. I have lost two March Madness brackets in a row to my fiance, who picks on the attractiveness of head coaches. So I'm kind of like, I, I don't really have a lot of room to talk. I just needed to say something. <laughs> Maybe head coaches that are attractive are just better at their jobs. They're better leaders. Well, Dennis Allen's up against Sean McVay, and I'm a Saints fan, so God, I hope that's not right. <laughs> but you kind of know that it is. Right. Ryan, took, do. Ryan took 2-2 Atwell, first touchdown, accidentally twice. Uh, so he has $200, Rob, on 2-2 Atwell, any, or first touchdown, 17-1. Yeah. Uh, do you have a story like that? Because I think that's where Nick was, was headed before you officially derailed us. Well, first off, I feel a lot better about forgetting my headphones because on the list of goofs today, I'm now second place at the worst, so that helps. Uh, no, I had, uh, I, I actually, I, I hate to say, have dropped the double bet before, uh, and it's always something dumb. I had one two weeks ago where I, I ended up looking for Rasheed Rice for Kansas City and just missed the button and took some bench player that was like 4,000 to one or some stupid number. Uh, and it happened to be the one day that as I am going through wedding planning and wedding savings, the fiance was looking over the shoulder at the bets and she was like, yeah, I don't think you're allowed to do this anymore. Uh, so yes, you are not alone. I just prefer making fun of, of, of you guys to myself if possible. <laughs> yeah, it happens to the best of us. Uh, how about Christmas night? You got to push away the family and you got to say, hey, this is a possible Super Bowl matchup here. Between the Niners and the Ravens, Niners, five-and-a-half-point favorites, taking some money. What do you think about this game? I, God, I mean, I I can't go against San Francisco at this point, right? Like, how could you? 
everything's clicking right now. I'll tell you when I start betting against San Francisco, when either McCaffrey or Debo inevitably end up getting injured again because it's going to happen. I don't want it to happen. I am, even as a Saints fan, longtime NFC West rivals 49ers, uh, I have fun watching this team play, and I've got an affinity for Christian Mac- uh, McCaffrey. Obviously, he used to be here in Carolina. I covered him up closely. Phenomenal dude. Uh, Debo Samuel from South Carolina, where I cover in Greenville as well. Phenomenal dude who does a lot back around home. So I've kind of got some personal roots with those guys. I'm enjoying the 49ers. I love what the Ravens are doing around Lamar. But, I, look, if that thing – I'll take the over in that game for sure. Uh, I don't even know what it's going to be set at yet. But I, I'm at the point now, guys, where I just can't bet against the San Francisco 49ers. I can't do it. They've just separated themselves from the rest of the NFL. And as long as that team stays healthy, they're just going to get out to these big leads. And we're never going to have to worry about whether or not Brock Purdy can bring the 49ers back from a deficit because they'll just never have a deficit ever, Rob, it feels like, in a game. But if you look at the Ravens on the other side of things, I mean, to me, the 49ers have separated themselves not just from the NFC, but everybody in the NFL. But if you were to look at the AFC right now, before, obviously, let's take out what actually happens in this game. Yes or no, Ravens win, doesn't matter. The When you... The I, I I completely distracted by the weird noises that are happening over there. Uh, what, Jesus, I completely forgot what I was going to say. We're going to try this again. When you look at the Ravens, have they separated themselves from the rest of the AFC in your eyes, or do they need to beat the 49ers to truly be able to do that? Uh, first off, I also heard the noise. I thought someone was being abducted by a UFO mid-interview. <laughs> we only need two more of these. Yeah. It's, just, it's just Tyler Higby being Tyler Higby <laughs> in a great spot for a 41-to-1 parlay. You'd do the same. No, no, listen, that's a great response. I am currently standing in my mother's backyard because the whole family is inside watching football uh, and apparently did not want to hear me screaming about seven-leg parlays three minutes into a football game. Uh, so I get it. Uh, no, I, 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 look, I agree. I like what Baltimore's doing. Do I think that they are separated from the rest of the AFC? No, I'm not really ready to go that far. Like, I know everybody wants to kind of poo-poo the Dolphins because they've lost all the games against good teams, but – I, I think that's, you know, they figure it out. Whatever it is, that bugaboo that's holding them back, I think Miami is in that mix. At the end of the day, I'm not writing Kansas City off until they're dead, right? Like, until they are staked through the chest and buried deep, I'm not stopping giving up on Kansas City at this point. I don't think Baltimore has done in the AFC what San Francisco's done in the NFC. Now, I would be very interested uh, in one more crack at a Dallas-San Francisco matchup down the line if Dallas doesn't fall apart, and we know they have the capability of doing it in the big game. I'm still not ready to crown Dak Prescott league MVP like a lot of people have been trying Cody Decker to get me to do for the past <laughs> Don't tell him I said that because I'm off on Saturday and he'll see he'll say nice things about me. Uh, but no, I, I listen. I think San Francisco has absolutely separated themselves not from the NFC but from the NFL as a whole. If Baltimore knocks off San Francisco, I think it will be time to go ahead and say that the Patrick Mahomes era or at least the current iteration of it in Kansas City has likely met its match. When you watched the Lions last week, did you feel like okay? Oh, sorry. I just, it's I, a live I just thought it's, we were doing that now. It's a live, it's a live yeah. betting show, Ashley. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind yeah. of the whole concept yeah. well, of it. Oh, yeah, we, you know. We it's, can, kind of, we can, it's kind of the we concept. We can contain it a little bit Go in the first to quarter. Two, two. Sorry. Well, I only it was half half of his yards in one in one reception. So uh, so anyway, back back to the Lions. When you watched them last week, did you feel like a boost of confidence 
more than you have in prior weeks, or where are you at with them now? Because it feels like they've kind of got things back together. It does, but like, isn't this the second or third time we've done this this year with the Lions? Right? Like, it's it it's, does feel like it's that. happened a couple of times where they come off a game that you're like, what was that? They turn around the next week and they go back to putting 42 back up, and all of a sudden Dan Campbell's back to talking about biting people's kneecaps, and we all want to buy in, and then they turn around and they lose to Green Bay for no reason at all. I don't know. Green Bay's kind of been turned around a little bit the last few weeks, but not where we thought Detroit was. Uh, yes, the answer is yes. I watched the game last week for the Lions, and I thought, okay, that's a team that can compete. At the end of the day, I think it matters because, again, I don't think anybody can beat San Francisco as long as Debo and Christian McCaffrey both stay healthy. Uh, but if anybody's going to, it felt like offensively that Detroit Lions team from last week would be the team that could do it. But, again, I'm not going to trust them until they string three or four or five of those together. Not close wins. I'm talking wins that you go, that's the playoff team. That's the Super Bowl team right now because I can't have those Green Bay losses on the road and go, that's a team that's championship ready. Yeah, they're going to win the division. They're going to get a home game. That's great. But if that team that played at Green Bay goes to San Francisco in the NFC Championship game, they can't survive. So, yes, I think I, I, I did feel much better. I will feel comfortable if they do it the next two weeks in a row and close out the season with momentum as opposed to this herky-jerky start-stop-go-stop-go-stop thing they've been doing for the past few weeks. Rob, I'm losing my mind. I thought Tutu Atwell just <laughs> caught a pass. He, uh, he did not. To Marcus uh, Robinson instead. I want to pick your brain on this up. game that I bet today, and I may have made a big mistake. I took Kentucky as seven-point dogs against Clemson. I just haven't had a really good read on Clemson this season, right? Like, I loved them against Florida State. They should have went up two touchdowns. Cade Klubnick gets strip-sacked. They end up losing that game. Clemson was such a weird team, right? Like, where they have some losses this season, but they were in every game. They easily could have been, like, a one-loss team, maybe even unbeaten. But I just feel like Kentucky's really going to get up for this game. What do you think, if anything, about this matchup, Rob? So, so I'm going to start with this. Yeah. If you're betting bowl games, you're a lunatic, all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a well, he is. I have $100 on a touchdown prop, Rob. You know I'm a lunatic. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. I mean, we don't get into the position that we are in professionally if you're not a little bit psychotic. So I respect that about everybody uh, right now. Uh, listen, I've said all year I think Clemson's the best 8-4 and four team I've ever seen. And I know a lot of people kind of scoff at that. But I do point out, if you take every game they lost and you change one play, they, they are 11-1. They are and one. The only game that one play didn't dictate it was the Duke game. That was yeah. when Riley Leonard was at 100%. Mike Elko was doing a phenomenal job. There's a reason A&M hired him out of Duke. Uh, Ryan, you and I have been talking about Duke since preseason and that this was going to be the best version of that team we've ever seen. And up until Riley Leonard got hurt, I think that it was. Uh, so I think that's the only game that I would point at and go, no, Clemson could not have won that game with a play. But you look at that Florida State game. Uh, the scoop and score when Kate Clemson got hit from the blind, from the blind side. Yeah. If Florida State doesn't have a scoop and score there, Clemson wins that game. I go down to Miami, same situation. They had probably three plays in the, in the fourth quarter that if any one of them goes the other way, they win that game as well. The problem you have right now, and this is why, I, I again, I, I will bet on bowl games too because I'm also a <laughs> psychopath, but I hate doing it. Because I don't know what the motivation is. If the, it feels to me like if there's a guy that can get a team 
to believe that the bowl game actually means something when all three of us, if we're being intellectually honest with each other, we know the bowl games don't mean a damn thing. They mean 15 practices and a paycheck <laughs> and nothing else, right? So if you can convince your team that it does mean something, there is a legacy attached to this, maybe they get up and they get ready to go. But I don't know if that's the case with guys hitting the transfer portal. There's a lot of controversy around Dabo and, and, and not being willing to do that while other teams are starting to get stacked up, et cetera. So, man, I, I would honestly feel comfortable saying Clemson minus seven and a half. Uh, I just don't know what version of that backfield you're going to get. I don't know if you're going to have Quadzilla or whoever else is going to be running back there. I don't know what version. Bo Collins is out. He's up at Notre Dame now. That takes away arguably your best wide receiver out there. And that's a position that Cade Klubnick was really struggling to connect on big plays with. So I would say if you're going to put a play down, if gun to head, I got to put something down, I would say Clemson and, and probably a touchdown is fair. But, man, if you're betting bowl games, I think you need a therapist more than you need a bookie right now. <laughs> well, I think Ryan might agree. He probably does need a therapist with all the all the things that uh, he's bet on just in like these 42 bowl games. 42 more bowl game bets, Rob. <laughs> uh, all right, Rob, we got a couple of minutes here. You mentioned college football. I, I do want to at least throw this out. Like, what do you think comes out of this Florida State meeting and the talking about their future in the ACC? Because it's, it's, it's not easy for them to get out of the ACC with that deal that every school has to sign. So here's the deal, and I'm not in both version this the best that I can. It doesn't matter. They can have all the meetings. This is nothing new. They've been trying for two years to get out of the ACC. And don't think it's only Florida State. Clemson's been doing the same. Miami's been doing the same. North Carolina's been doing the same. They're just doing it under wraps. Why rock the boat? if Florida State's already out there saying the quiet part out loud, right? Like, let them take all the heat. We're just going to follow. And if FSU finds a way out, then we'll follow them through that door. Uh, but if they don't, then whatever, right? It's like it's like watching those old uh, MXC elimination challenges where you got a bunch of people and you always got the guy in the hang and hangs in the back and waits for somebody to find out which door opens versus which people are going to slam their face into it. Clemson, North Carolina, Miami, they're sitting back and letting Florida State run into all these doors and bust themselves up. And once FSU finds the right door, they'll follow them through. The problem is – uh, it's not the exit fee because Florida State is already looking at allowing private inv- – this is a whole show I could do – allowing private investment firms to invest in the program, and that would give them the exit fee money. If they approve that, it would be a, a ground-shaking moment in college football. The problem is the ACC owns the broadcast rights even if they leave. So unless they have that army of lawyers able to figure out how to get their broadcasting rights back – then it doesn't matter if they come up with the exit fee or not. The reality is Florida State's mad. They should be. They got screwed. I will fight to the death on that. But as of right now, these lawyers have been trying for two years to find a way out. They haven't been able to. FSU is going to be locked in until they can find six other schools to dissolve that conference with them. And the problem is with SMU and Stanford coming in, two schools that just found a home, those teams aren't going to vote to dissolve this uh, this conference at all. That's why the ACC brought them in, not because Stanford and SMU are great fits. They just needed votes to protect themselves from having enough schools vote to dissolve the conference and Florida State has lost the ability to do that. So, honestly, I don't think you're seeing the ACC go anywhere for at least another six or seven years. It's it's just crazy to think that in a few years we're going to be talking about just one super conference and we'll be like, hey, college football teams played in other conferences? It's a strange thing. Puka Nakua getting in the end zone first for the Rams. Rob Brown, good to talk to you, buddy. Pleasure as always, guys. Y'all enjoy your Christmas. We'll see you all next week. 6 nothing Rams before the extra point. Puka Nakua. 
getting in, getting the targets. They were going to Cooper Cup too. It's BetMGM tonight.